Welcome into Bearcat Rewind. Thanks for joining us. Episode number 70 of the podcast. And we are talking Northwest Missouri State men's basketball. Ryan Hawkins definitely left his mark on the program. His first year on campus as a redshirt freshman, the team won its first national championship. And since he's been suiting up for the last four seasons, they've won two more. Probably should have had a third if not for last year's tournament being wiped out. He's a two-time MIAA Defensive Player of the Year, an All-American, second all-time in scoring at Northwest Missouri State with 2,098 career points, first in rebounds with 948 boards, and second in steals with 225. Hawk is our guest on today's podcast, and of course, we'll talk some Northwest basketball, but the headlines the last couple weeks have surrounded his decision to enter the transfer portal and ultimately make the move to join the Creighton Blue Jays. We wanted to get the full scope of how the decision came about and how he landed on Creighton as Ryan, one of the greats to ever wear a Northwest uniform and a high-character kid off the floor as well. Now, Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Today's conversation with Ryan Hawkins dives into his move to join the Creighton Blue Jays in his final year of eligibility, his career at Northwest, and a brief discussion on the current era of Northwest men's basketball that we're living in right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of Bearcat Rewind. Excited to be joined today by Ryan Hawkins, one of the faces of Northwest Missouri State men's basketball and one of the guys that's been uh, so great for the Bearcats these past four years, five even going back into that redshirt freshman season as well during that first national championship run for the Cats. And uh, Ryan, we appreciate the time of, of course, initially entering the portal and getting tons of texts and tweets and interview requests at that time and then uh, selecting a new school. Um, didn't really want to add too much more to your plate. I assume it could be a little bit overwhelming as things were kind of happening there, but it feels like maybe it's settled down a little bit over these past couple days after getting that initial announcement out there and Creighton putting it out as well. Uh, does it feel like you're kind of getting to the point where you can kind of focus on that next step and things are dying down just a bit? Yeah, um, I, like you said, it's been a busy couple of weeks um, as far as taking phone calls and stuff, but uh, I've enjoyed the process quite a bit, just getting to speak with different basketball minds and stuff. It's been pretty uh, eye-opening for me. Um, but I'm just excited for the, the next step in my life. Can you tell us about the roller coaster ride the last couple of weeks in general from deciding to enter the transfer portal, you tell your family, you kind of watch it unfold throughout Bearcat Nation, then, of course, uh, beginning that recruiting process all over again to find a new school, and it all happens so quick as well. Um, what's the roller coaster ride of emotions and everything been like for you? Uh, for me, right away, it was like finally had time to think about something other than basketball because then that's all it was really. You know, you can focus on schoolwork a little bit, but it's your mind was all basketball, and that's where I was at. And uh, after the season was over and we won the Natty, it was I had time to think, and I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm going to regret not trying to do something, uh, experience something different 10 years from now. Um, and then I was wrestling with it for about two weeks, and I was couldn't sleep. And uh, a lot of people noticed I was a little bit off because I'd been thinking about this so much, and uh, it just felt right that I needed to 
needed to try and uh, experience something else and uh, move on with the next step of my life because Maryville had been home for me uh, for five years and it was going to be hard to leave whether it was going to be this year or next year. Um, so I kind of ripped the Band-Aid off and did it this year. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing that that was such a hard decision for me because I feel like most places and for uh, most programs that would have been an easy decision uh, to try and make the jump. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but, you know, I'm very blessed that that was the hardest decision of my life was choosing where I wanted to play basketball at next year. Well, and as you go through that, obviously what you've done in your resume you've put together at Northwest, I mean, everybody knows how great you've been in, in, in the winning at Northwest as well. Um, at what point, I mean, is this something that's kind of in the back of your mind for a few years as far as like other coaches from bigger programmings, programs kind of sitting there saying, man, it'd be great to pry Ryan Hawkins away. And, of course, the way things work out, the extra COVID-19 year and the NCAA putting that out there, it changes things a little bit. But I would assume that maybe some teams have probably wanted to have the chance to recruit you here for a few years, and now it just kind of finally came open. Yeah, I'd never considered it because I knew the whole time I wanted to be a Bearcat all the way through. Um, I've got three degrees from Northwest, and – that was my home, and I knew that's where I wanted to be at in college. And now, like you said, we get this COVID year, which is literally a free year to play. And it's, you know, I had I'd done my five years there, and I just didn't feel like that was what was best for me at the, that time of my life. And so, uh, expanding, and um, now ultimately we're going to try Creighton and see what it see what it has to offer. If the Elite Eight ends a little bit different, or maybe Northern State you know, pulls that one out up there in South Dakota. Do you think the thought process is a little bit different that not as much finality after going out and winning a championship this year? Yeah. I mean, I think that would definitely have factored into it. Um, thanks to the game. And, uh, you know, like you said, it, you have that feeling of going out on top and, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that would have factored into it quite a bit. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it still would have been, I'd still have all my degrees and everything, and I would normally be done with basketball there anyway. So uh, I wrestled with that for a few weeks. That was a very tough, uh, that was a very tough thought process for me just because, like I've said, uh, Maryville and Northwest as a whole have been uh, very welcoming and uh, loving of me for uh, five years down there. And I don't know how anybody could have a better college experience than I had there. So that definitely made it hard, but uh, at the same time I had to move on with life, and I felt like that was what was best for me. You know, once that decision's made, you're a man in your early 20s. You mentioned the college degrees. You've got some life experience under your belt, as opposed to when you're coming out of high school, trying to pick that initial college, that place to go, and you land at Northwest Missouri State. How much different is that recruiting process, not only in the fact that you do have the resume of, you know, guys know what you can do at the college level, but also the fact that maybe you know what you want in a program more after being at Northwest. It was going through that process of picking a team easier, harder. What was that like? Uh, I think it made it easier for me just because I had the, uh, I only had one year, so it wasn't like I was going to get to, uh, you know, build relationships that were going to last, you know, two, three years, whatever normal transfer would get. Um, and so it made it honestly a lot easier for me to say thanks, but no thanks to some of those schools that were 
know, on the east and the west coast, it just, uh, I mean, it honestly made it that much easier to say thanks, but no thanks, just because, you know, had the uh, experiences in Maryville that I, you know, already won, already made all the lifelong friendships I'd need, and now it's about making business connections and, uh, you know, getting the experience that, uh, you know, D1 teams get compared to the D2 life. And, of course, sticking around the Midwest, Creighton, Northwest Missouri State fans know right up the road how good that program's been. What made that the right fit for you as opposed to some other teams here within the region? Um, for me personally, the style of offense they run, uh, they kind of excel with kids that play my position. Uh, obviously, Doug McDermott's pretty good at basketball. He went there and uh, Mitch Bollock. So they've got some – they've got some uh, – history in their program within guys that are similar to my position so i felt like offensively i'd fit in pretty well um close to home it's uh just felt like the right decision for me are there any similarities when you've had those talks with coach mcdermott up there of of kind of what you felt like whenever you're you're talking to and getting coached by ben mccomb here at northwest uh we haven't really gotten into that part of it yet just as much as uh no, he's obviously said like you're gonna have to learn a new offense. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a learning curve, obviously. But uh, I think we're excited to get going with it and get the ball rolling. You're making a big jump, of course, going from Division Two to uh, Division One. But you play in the MIAA in, in the Central Region, the hardest place in Division Two you could play. So many, so much great competition, and a lot of the guys making that that D1 jump here um, this year. The first time I ever saw you play was. W- back against Duke the first time Northwest went out to Cameron Indoor. You scored 14 points in 16 minutes. You hit four of your first five three-pointers. You didn't look like the moment was ever too big in that game or any game. Is that one of those things that makes this transition a little bit easier is that you do just kind of go out there and it doesn't matter who's in the crowd or where you're at, it's just basketball all the way? Um, I think it's more just having fun. It's not about... uh, where you're at, who's in the crowd. It's more about are you having fun and enjoying what you're doing. Uh, and for me, obviously my first college basketball game ever was in Cameron Indoor against Duke, and uh felt like I played pretty well, but you know I could have played terrible and still had fun, and it would have been a great experience for me. So uh, for me, I just focus more on having fun with it and enjoying the game. And, you know, part of having fun is being competitive and getting that little edge to you when you're playing, and uh, I love that feeling. Well, you know, it's been uh, talked about a lot since the national championship game, and CBS kind of talked about it on the telecast about all the different sports you played in high school and, and the letters you won and how good you were. For that of going out and playing those different sports and having fun and, heck, even slow-pitch softball in the summers right now in Maryville, um, how big of a difference is that compared to maybe some guys that are saying, you know what, I'm only going to focus on this one sport, and they take it so serious and the ebbs and flow of the game kind of change their emotions and they don't always have fun. It becomes a little bit more business-like. I mean, I feel like that has to change a lot of the way that you look at a game and the way you can come back from a deficit like you had at Northern State down by, what, 12, 13, the last few minutes of being able to kind of go and be loose. And, you know, the sport's meant to be fun, right? Yeah, exactly. You've got to have fun with it. Um, I mean, part of us having fun was because we did win so many games. That obviously factors into it. But uh, if you don't have fun with it, you're not going to enjoy it. Um, You know, there are some rare breeds out there that can just be super intense all the time and 
go, go, go. And, you know, they're still good and they're probably still loving it. But for me, at least, uh, you got to be able to have fun with the guys and play with your emotions, but keep them in control at the same time. Uh, and I feel like we've done a great job of that. You know, you talked about not going out east uh, to play full-time because it's going to be such a short, short period. But Creighton is in the Big East, so you do get to make some, some quick trips out there and play some historic arenas. Have you kind of looked at the schedule a little bit or, or looked around the conference and kind of thought about the faces you'll see and, and the coaches and, and the arenas you'll play in and just how special that's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be a pretty cool experience. Uh, conference tournaments in Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, you know, you get to go play at Hinkle Field House. Uh, it, it just the history and tradition in that conference and at Creighton make me very excited for it. Um, as a basketball fan, that's what makes me excited is the experiences that I'm going to be able to put under my belt for a year and remember for the rest of my life. You know, as you go through, uh, you developed into such a dominant player at Northwest Missouri State, a two-time MIAA Player of the Year. Uh, you put up a lot of points. Uh, the three-point shooting was tremendous as well. Was there a certain point in your career that you can remember taking over a game, or maybe you just got hot, that you kind of realized, like, maybe I'm kicking this to another level higher than I realized that I actually could? I don't know if I ever thought that it was, like, taking it to another level as far as, like, going to play somewhere else while we were playing. Um, but, I mean, there were games that it was, you know, it was coming pretty easily that day. And on the other hand, there were times that, you know, it was a struggle. Uh, there were both, and there were a lot of times that it was just so much fun to go out there and play because you've got, who, no matter who we had on the court, it was a, it was a dynamic lineup that you know, we were going to be able to shoot it, we were going to be able to drive, we were all going to be unselfish and pass the ball. Uh, and just the way that we played offensively and defensively together, uh, I think that's what made us so good. I don't think it was individual talent. Coming from a small town there in Iowa, and, and of course, you always hear a lot about the work ethic and, and what you bring to the table. And if if you're here in Maryville or, or back up in Atlantic, maybe during even COVID-19, you're always finding a way to get into a gym or find a hoop. Uh, you're putting in that time when no one's watching. Where does that drive and that work ethic come from that is allowing you to do that or allowing you to get multiple business degrees here at Northwest Missouri State that helps set yourself up for 10, 15 years down the road? Well, I think the uh, business degrees part of it wasn't near as fun as it asked piece of it, but uh, <laughs> you know, that was part of what you had to do. That was, uh, that was the trust thing. You had to uh, do your end of the deal with uh, the, the coaches in the school and getting the degree and making sure you're doing the right thing. And so the degree part of that kind of fit that, but uh, especially with COVID, um, when everything was so so negative in the world, I felt like basketball was such a fun release from it. Yeah, you were getting better and uh, putting in the work, but it was more the fun escape from the reality that was, you know, pretty pretty negative at the time uh, with COVID being uh, such a new thing, nobody really knowing what to do with it, uh, and basketball provided that escape and that relief from it for me at least and uh so yeah you know i was focused on getting better too but it was more about having fun and just escaping for a little bit once the ncaa did grant that additional year and you knew this was not the end for yourself at northwest missouri state or elsewhere of course going on to creighton now but did that put less pressure on yourself to be perfect and kind of help you relax and just kind of push to get to that next level, win another national championship, and not kind of worry about this being the end for you? No, I mean, I think it definitely did take some pressure off knowing that I still have that extra year. Uh, 
But then at the end of the season, when I started thinking about it, I, I didn't need basketball to be happy. Basketball was a beautiful part of my life. Um, but it's not all my happiness and it's not my whole life. And so if that had to be my last year, you know, win or lose that last game, I would have been, I mean, I still would have been happy. I just wouldn't have been able to have that, have that family and that camaraderie that, you know, you love and, uh, everyone gets to see on display. Um, but I do think that having an extra year, uh, I don't think it changed how we played at all or how I played just because I make a million mistakes a game, but, as long as you go hard and compete, you're going to make mistakes, but then you're also going to make some things happen too. Um, so it's finding that fine balance between the two. And uh, uh, I felt like I played pretty carefree every game. So regardless of if it was because I had next year or what, uh, I don't know. I've never strived to be like play perfectly by any means. Have you taken a second these last couple weeks to kind of look around and they kind of realize we're in a golden era of Northwest Missouri State basketball. I mean, there've been some some great teams, some great coaches, even going back to Hank Iba in the '30s. But I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to replicate. Yeah, it was kind of cool to kind of sit back and you think about all that we've been able to accomplish in our program the last few years that I've been here, uh, and it really is surreal because you're looking at like literally history that probably will never happen again as far as the runs that we've had and. Um, kind of like you said, with the Elite Eight this year, the dominance that we had, and uh, just makes you that much more thankful to be able to be in a program that I was able to be in for five years, and uh, truly give give to the program and have the program give back to you. And that was the beautiful thing about it uh, for me, at least over my last five years. Um, but like you said, it's been history, and it's history that will probably not be touched for a while. So this is going to be a hard question, too. Uh, you're a selfless guy, and there's always a lot of talk these last, you know, Justin Pitts graduates, and it's, man, is, is Justin Pitts the greatest player at Northwest ever, or is it Deshaun Cooper? It could go back to Vic Coleman and, and, and way back even further as well. Guys in the discussion, Trevor Hudgens enters the fold as well. we got to have some love for guys that aren't point guards, right? there should probably be a Ryan Hawkins in this discussion for uh, greatest of all time at Northwest. No, I, I definitely don't think that just because, <laughs> uh, like you mentioned, Trevor, he, uh, he's him and Diego are the reasons I get so many shots. And then I've been able to be play, uh, be fortunate enough to play with West dreamer and Ryan wealthy, who both just spread the floor so well because of the way they shoot it. Uh, and then Luke waters, who's dynamic enough to get us a uh, layup at the rim or hit a wide open shot too. Uh, so there's been a lot of help around me. It's uh, it's nothing like that by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I've been very fortunate to play with some very good players that, uh, and honestly, a lot of them don't get enough love and credit for what they do for the program. Um, but to say no, it, it's the answer is uh, hard and definite no to that. All right, well, I'm, I might still throw it out there occasionally, but I mean you got to hit the shots when you get the ball, and then, of course, that rebounding record's very impressive as well. But I won't push you too much more on that. Uh, I've got a couple more quick ones, and then I'll let you go, Ryan. I appreciate you talking with us here today. When you're growing up, Atlantic, Iowa, who are you looking to? Was it an NBA player, a college player? Who was your idol in basketball growing up? Uh, Tyler Hansbrough at North Carolina, for sure. He was uh, he was my favorite player to watch. I'd run home from school and... Uh, I had the North Carolina button-up sweatpants and the warm-up top that they wore. I had a little Nerf hoop in my living room, and I would do layup lines when K 
Carolina would come out and start doing layups, and I felt like I watched every game, and that was that was my guy. That's who I enjoyed watching. And a scrappy guy, too, that was out there, and we see you getting all kinds of rebounds and layups. I mean, there are some parallels to the, to the way you guys play, right? <laughs> a little bit, but, it, I mean, he kind of stuck his nose in there a little more than I did. He was psyched <laughs> for a reason. Hey, you got the most important charge of the season when it mattered, taking that contact, so. Yeah, that was kind of a turning point. Uh, what's the pregame hype song that Ryan Hawkins goes to? Ooh, I don't know if I have one. Um, I'm not, I don't listen to the same. I'm, uh, I just kind of go with the flow for the day. What about when you're driving back home and, uh, you're up in Atlantic, Iowa? It's a, it's a beautiful summer day. You got a little Kenny Chesney on the radio? Yeah, I'll get some Kenny on there. Uh, I mean, good country music's hard to beat in Iowa in the summer with the windows <laughs> down, but, uh, I'll listen to a little bit of everything. I don't have anything that it's like, I want to listen to this or, I listened to this one doing this. I mean, my lake playlist is over 20 hours long, and it's got it's got everything on it. All right, last one for you. Once your basketball career wraps up, whenever that is, I mean, you've got the business degrees. What are your plans? What are your future goals? Um, well, I'm open to any and all suggestions you have for me. Um, don't, don't go into ideally... radio. It doesn't pay well. <laughs> uh I mean, for me, I want to do the healthcare administration. Uh, I want to be able to help out in the hospital and kind of have an important role. Um, but I'm obviously not smart enough to be a doctor, so I know I can't help people that way. But hopefully by being involved in healthcare administration, I can still help people and give back a little bit. That's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it and watching what uh, what's to come next year for you playing at Creighton and beyond as well. So, uh, and, and Ryan, thanks for everything as well throughout the years of the interviews you've had with us here at Northwest Missouri State, and it's been a pleasure to watch you too. So uh, good luck as you head into your future. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Ryan Hawkins for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Looking forward to watching his next chapter on the basketball court and beyond. If you've missed it over the last few weeks, our guests have included Morgan Lewis from Northwest Missouri State Volleyball, Kirsten Orton, a Bearcat assistant AD, former Northwest Missouri State men's basketball player Jesse Shaw, and many more. So check out those archived episodes of the podcast. Thanks to Northwest Professor Alex Kurt for producing our intro and outro music, and thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.